Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the quick hitter version of Dave's Front Office. I'm Dave Wohl. Our featured discussion is with Hall of Fame executive Rick Welts, whose NBA career has spanned almost 50 years. He'll discuss his long personal relationship with the late commissioner, David Stern. So now you get a job with the NBA during a time, Rick, when the NBA behemoth was more like an NBA mouse in terms of um, sponsors and advertisers. Um, it was going to be an incredible challenge. What was your interview like with David Stern? <laughs> so I had no idea who he was. He, uh, I, I was working, I had left the Sonics at a little PR uh, sports marketing company in Seattle with a partner. And I got, had a call little phone message on my desk one day that said this guy got called with a NBA and recognized his NBA phone number. I called him up and he introduced himself as David Stern, said he was the new uh, vice, he, he was the executive vice president for business and legal affairs and had been charged with starting to build a business at the NBA, which, you know, prior to that point, we scheduled games and assigned referees and that's pretty much all the NBA did. Uh, so I, I got to go fly to New York City, which was thrilling. I got to spend the night in the Waldorf Astoria Hotel, which was thrilling, and walk over to the Olympic Tower, where the NBA still is, and sit down with this guy I didn't know. And, uh, you know, I think our half-hour interview probably went at least a couple of hours. And uh, uh, as it turned out, like, I checked all the boxes for him. I was, I was young. I was passionate about the NBA. And probably most importantly, I was really cheap. Uh, so he could he could recruit me to be the first I know it sounds crazy the first this is 1982 the first person ever to go out and talk to companies about investing marketing dollars into the NBA we we didn't do that like that wasn't something the league did so uh he found you know my only experience was Seattle we were the first professional team we won a championship you know, our only problem was whose money to take. The, the arenas, arenas were full, <laughs> so uh, it was it was quite a uh, a bait and switch he gave me because the uh, what I discovered when I got when I moved my life to New York City is what a a really uh, tattered property, damaged property that the NBA was. I, had, I if I'd had any idea, I would have uh, bought a round trip ticket and gone back to. Seattle, but I had, kind of had no choice. I was there and I had to make the best of it. Were there two different David Stearns, a, a personal one and a professional one? Yeah, great, great insight. Um, yeah, I mean, his obviously, as most people know, his public persona, uh, you know, has a reputation of being, shall we say, uh, a little abrupt and, and, and loud sometimes. Um, uh, and I think fascinating to watch him throughout his career. I got there, I was the 35th employee total, counting the mailroom of the NBA. And as he became commissioner 1984, um, you know, he had put together a group of, of young people who were gonna be kind of his key people going forward. I was lucky enough to be one of those, but he had a he had an absolutely personal relationship with every person different than the relationship he had with anyone else. You, you hear that about people like Bill Clinton, but that, 
you know, that, that was what he had. You had a unique relationship with him. That was for me, you know, my greatest mentor. And, you know, he, he, you know, he'd be in meetings during the day where it would get really loud and not nice and bad things were said. And he got threw you out of his office. And then back when we had home telephones, you know, the phone would ring at 10 o'clock at night and, uh, you know, it would be David and he'd, he talked to you very differently for half an hour. And by the time that, that phone call was over, I, I couldn't wait to get up the next morning and knock down doors, you know, to, to, to make the NBA successful. So, you know, he, he, he had to evolve that style as the organization grew. And, and I think that was one of his, you know, for him personally, a big frustration because when you have a thousand people working for you, you can't have the kind of attention to detail and, and personal, relationship with every single person to know how to get the best out of them but it was amazing to be a part of that and see him evolve as a as I think the greatest commissioner in the history of sports if you'd like to hear more from hall of fame executive Rick Welts check out the full version of Dave's front office from pure hoops media you can also check us out on the pure hoops media youtube channel